Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crime Vine Podcast. I am your host, Felicity Brooke, and if you are new here, basically, this is a true crime and conspiracy theory podcast. I say it every episode, but we really don't do conspiracy theories that much. Occasionally, we do, just not that much. You guys seem to like the true crime more, and I like covering the true crime more. Um, On this podcast, I do do some of the high-profiled cases that everybody knows about, you know, like the Zodiac Killer and whatnot. I actually have not done an episode on that. But I do include some cases that are as high-profiled as those ones. But I do like to stick with the more lower-profiled cases, the more small-town cases that, you know, if it's about a specific serial killer, that it doesn't, you know, it's not like this huge... FBI search that's like cross country lines or state borders or any of that it's more of like the the ones that people don't really know about and the ones that aren't really you know connecting and making sense and there's just still so many questions so that's the type of cases that I like to stick with I also prefer to do cases on um, I don't really like to do an episode based on a serial killer unless it's a highly profiled case I more like to stick to the victims and spread their story and figure out what happened to them and just raise awareness and get the justice that they deserve. So this case is a case that really is not talked about like anywhere. I, there's a few Reddit articles, but um, and there's a few other articles I saw, but it didn't really accurately represent the story. Um, of what happened to Cheyenne and it's about Cheyenne Cluse who was a 22 year old girl who disappeared from the Chicagoland area on December 1st 2017. Now this case has this case like I said it's not really out there it's not really known widely around the country or even around the world for that matter it's it there's not much on it. I knew about it because it was on the news in the area, of course, when it was happening. It was like this, you know, big thing as it would be in that area. But for people that aren't from this area, that it's not going to be, you know, on your guys' news channels or it's not going to be, you know, spread to you guys. So that's what the power of social media is. I found a few videos. Um, there was a Crime Watch Daily episode that I got most of my information from. I also did get some of my information from a few outside sources as well. But um, other than that, there's not much to go off of. So this might not be that long of an episode, but I do have some theories to tie into this at the end, because like I said, there are so many questions. And while I was updating myself on the information, like the recents of this case, I had so many questions that I was like, oh my gosh, what what is going on? Something isn't adding up, something sketchy. So we're going to talk about that. But anyway, but anyway. If you guys don't already, grab yourselves a drink because this vine will definitely rope you in. Cheyenne Cluse was 22 years old when she disappeared from the Chicagoland area on December 1st, 2017. Cheyenne was very outgoing and it was said that she thrived off of all the attention she got from just how beautiful she was. In a Crime Watch Daily episode, her best friend Chad even called her iconic. Around the time Cheyenne disappeared, she was actually going through a very hard time in her personal life. She was very reserved at the time because her mother was very sick and dying from liver failure. And she knew in the back of her head that she was going to lose her mother. This wasn't the only loss that Cheyenne suffered. Her dog also passed away around the same time everyone started to notice the grief and almost depressive-like state that she was putting herself in. She was no longer the very bubbly and outgoing girl she once was. 
Cheyenne slowly came back out of her shell and she had a lot of people around her to console her. Now Cheyenne always had guys turning their heads her way and she was used to that. But now that she is in a very different grieving state of mind, she just wanted the pain to be taken away. Cheyenne had been hanging out with a 38-year-old man named Brian who was helping her through the hard times. Brian's way of helping her was by taking her to parties, which is not the healthiest way to cope, but in, they were also doing drugs and drinking. Brian wasn't typically the type of person Cheyenne would hang out with. I mean, he's so much older than she is, but again, grief can really do a number on someone and bring out a completely different person. Her best friend Chad kept a very close eye on Brian because he didn't exactly trust him. A week before Thanksgiving, Brian sent an Uber to pick Cheyenne up. It was then an all-day and all-night party with just Brian and Cheyenne at Brian's house. Brian supposedly said Cheyenne was acting like her normal self and nothing was suspicious about her. A day and a half after this supposed party, just after sunrise, Chad's phone began to blow up with a bunch of urgent text messages from Cheyenne. These text messages were Cheyenne asking Chad to come pick her up. Chad didn't see the messages till 20 minutes later when he woke up, but this would be 20 minutes too late. Chad texted and called her back, but he got no answer, and Brian is claiming to have no idea where Cheyenne is. Brian said he was sleeping for 18 hours, and when he woke up, Cheyenne was just gone. She made no phone calls or even Facebook posts, which was extremely unlikely for her. Now 12 days have gone by and still nothing, until suddenly there was a mysterious 911 call that was made. This phone call was made on December 11th from, from Cheyenne's phone, then the person on the other line hung up before a single word was even spoken. The officers at this point don't know what to believe. Was it Cheyenne that made this phone call, or was it someone who may have taken her? The call to 911 pinged off of a cell phone tower located in the Mallard Lake Forest Preserve, which is 20 miles from Brian's house and 18 miles from Cheyenne's. Cheyenne didn't have a car or any money, so how did she get to Mallard Lake? DuPage County officers raided this land with K-9 units in hopes to find her. They did find some items of Cheyenne's that could be used as evidence. At this point, everyone is starting to grow frustrated with this whole case. They didn't find Cheyenne, and they didn't find her phone. Gia Hoffman, who is president of the Missing Persons Network, thinks that there could be some missing clues in the Forest Preserve and thinks it should be searched again. In March, she organized a volunteer group to search the 86 acres of Forest Preserve. They did a very thorough search going inch by inch, lifting every tree branch, scouring every brush area in hopes to find some clues. Cheyenne's aunt Sylvia joins the search. She said her heart was pounding the entire time, terrified of what she might find. This rendered to be yet another unsuccessful search. Gia isn't believing the story Brian was telling. He was the last person to see Cheyenne. Brian knows something that he isn't coming forward with. Despite Brian being a sketchy part of this case, he isn't a suspect or even a person of interest, for that matter. And they said Brian was talking and is seen as a valuable witness. Authorities searched his home and all of his personal devices and didn't find anything. 
Crime Watch Daily tried contacting Brian via phone, email, and even went to his home in Chicago, and they could not reach him. They ended up finding that Brian was in the Cook County Jail on charges of possession of firearms and narcotics, which rendered to be unrelated to Cheyenne's disappearance. So that pretty much is where that ends. There is literally nothing else on Cheyenne. There is no information anywhere. There, people are frustrated, and at this point, it's been 2000. It's, it happened in 2017. It's been two years. The likelihood of Cheyenne still being alive is very slim, especially if there is an assailant in this case. Did she just run away? It's very possible, but highly unlikely. So let's talk about some theories. Now, I want to disclose that this is just some theories that I came across and not in any way trying to blame or falsely make any accusations. A person is innocent until proven guilty, and we need to take that approach on this as well. Now, I have a few possible theories. Some are questions I have asked, and some are questions other people have asked that I found on the internet. The first one is, Brian was known for doing the drugs and partying. Is it possible that at this private party of just him and Cheyenne, maybe she OD'd on drugs or had a bad reaction? and Brian freaked out and hid the body. She could have been mixing drugs and alcohol, and it could have led to her death. There could have been foul play involved, but the police did not find any evidence of that or any evidence that would convict Brian. So at this point, that's probably not the case. I do think it is very, very, very possible that she could have OD'd on drugs. They could have been doing heroin. They could have been doing... I, all kinds of drugs. I mean, he was arrested on charges for narcotics. They did say it was unrelated to this case, but we know that he and her were doing the partying, they were doing the drinking, and they were doing the drugs. Now, if there was foul play, there would have been blood somewhere or something that would suggest that. But again, nothing was found. So I really don't think that there was foul play involved, at least not here, and maybe not by Brian. I'm not sure. Um, I think the most possible for me so far is the OD scenario. That just makes the most sense given all the information that we talked about. Now, another point I want to add was that a few months before she went missing, she was actually arrested with a 31-year-old convicted felon named Gabriel. She had an open alcohol container in a car and he was in possession of a controlled substance. I'm guessing he was the driver in this case. I'm not, it didn't really say, but on her Facebook, it looks like a lot of her friends are concerned with whoever she got a ride from. I doubt that she gave up on asking for a ride with just Chad, and it makes me wonder who else she asked and if anyone came and picked her up. Now, Gabriel also just so happens to live 20 mil minutes from Mallard Forest, and that's not really that far of a drive, especially if you're trying to cover up a crime like this. Okay, so what about the assailant dumped her body somewhere, then waited, took her phone in the woods, and calls 911 to get them to focus all their time in that area? It is possible that there was foul play involved by a different assailant and that they dumped her body somewhere else and decided to create a diversion. If that's the case, then this person needs to know exactly what they're doing. They need to be very strategic with it, and it takes a lot to be able to hide a crime like this and not get caught. 
which raises so much suspicion for this entire case because I mean this is just this is one hell of a cover-up if you ask me like the canine units the dogs are so trained that they would have smelt a deceased body or not even that they would have you know if they gave their her scent Cheyenne scent to the dogs which most likely they did they would be able to pick up her scent somewhere so again it's just not adding up nothing is adding up here and it I, I don't even honestly don't know what could have happened but they're also um, now okay so this comment I found on Instagram I did want to include this because I wanted to include absolutely everything but the possibility of this actually leading to something isn't really all that high this is probably an old friend or someone who just wants to be disgusting and knows about the case but wants to just put their two cents in you know how those, some of those people can get if it was actually serious i would think that they would have gone to the authorities and not just posted it on instagram but it was by user jesus 1991 and the comment says missed that body last time we talked was a day before brian murder you and brian is spelt with a y and not an i again this might not even be anything but i want to include it because at this point anything really is possible and then the last likely case, or the last theory, I should say, is maybe Chad did give her a ride, and maybe he's the one that sent the um, messages to himself from her phone. Um, I I don't even know. It could, because, okay, so during the Crime Watch Daily, it did say that Chad was kind of always the friend zone friend, that he did like her. It, but they were best friends and she told him that and he was just like you know that's really all it is so it is possible he did get jealous from all the guys that she was suddenly hanging around and all the attention she was getting and maybe he just was a jealousy outrage thing I don't really know but I do want to hear what you guys think about this case that is all I have like I said, there are so many, so many scenarios that could have happened. There are so many theories. Again, that what I just stated all that was just strictly theories. It's not anything that is true that we know of. It's We don't know any of this information. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know where she is. So far, it's kind of going as a cold case. And a person is innocent until proven guilty by the American legal system. So we do have to respect that. And we're not trying to make any accusations. They are strictly just theories. But I do want to hear what you guys think about this case. I do want to know what you guys think have happened. Have you guys heard about this case? Um, also, I do want to take this time to ask you guys to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. It greatly helps me out. And also I am on Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram handle is at the crime vine podcast. I am kind of active over there. I, I know I usually say this in every episode, but I do post quite a bit and I do like to talk to you guys and interact with you guys. So either DM me what you guys think about this case or DM me a case that you guys want to hear me cover. Um, or you can tweet at me. I'm on Twitter at the Crimevine PO1. And yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And I will talk to you guys next Monday.